She's passionate about helping you become the best mama you can be and is pulling back the curtain on experts' advice for every area of our lives, from eating for wellness, the best advice for littles, fashion and style, and everything in between. Get ready to get real. This is Not Your Mama's Podcast with your host, Christina Franci. Hey friends, welcome to another episode of Not Your Mama's Podcast. The title of this episode is Become the CEO of Your Body. In this episode, we are speaking with Haley Fountain, who is a hormonal health coach who helps high-achieving women have more energy, be more productive, and live their best lives. Haley is a certified integrative nutrition health coach, an internationally accredited health coach, and has advanced accreditation in hormonal health from the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. Haley is passionate about helping women overcome hormonal imbalances, heal the emotional issues behind their physical discomfort, and become the CEO of their bodies. Haley, it's such an honor to have you on. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Can you give the audience a little bit more about your background and how you got to where you are today? Yeah, for sure. Thank you, Christina, so much for having me. Um, I'm really excited uh, I try to give everyone the Cliff Notes version because I could go on and on. But basically, like everyone else in the holistic health space, I had a lot of health issues growing up. I had horrible digestion, acid reflux. I had irregular, extremely painful periods that I had to take time off of work or get out of school for when I was younger. Um, I suffered from anxiety. I feel like everybody has anxiety. Who doesn't have anxiety these days? But yeah. I had really bad anxiety before people really knew what anxiety was or really talked about it. Um, and so I just got tired of being prescribed pill after pill. And I was like, I got to figure out a different way. I'm taking more pills than my 75 year old grandma, you know? And uh, so in my early 20s, when I entered corporate America and I was in my first, you know, super stressful sales job, I was like, okay. I want to be good at my job and I want to be able to do all the other things in my life. I got to figure out a natural way to have more energy and be productive at work without like completely burning myself out. So that's where the journey really started. And I just started researching trial and error, a lot of um, holistic remedies at that time. Obviously we had the internet, but I didn't feel like there was a lot of resources readily available for me. Mm -hmm. So it was a lot of research and experimentation in my own life. And then I just started to learn so much. I was able to get off of all the medications I was taking I got off all the um, acid reflux medications. My allergies improved. I didn't have to take allergy pills anymore. Um, I got off the birth control pill, which was like a whole journey. Yeah. And um, just, and I, I noticed I was had more energy and I was feeling good and I was sleeping well. And uh, I just wanted to share. So I became like a blogger. I started a blog and I just, it was just kind of for fun. And then it just sort of snowballed from there. And then 2020 came and pandemic hit and, uh, you know, work slowed down a lot. And I thought, what I want to take this to the next level so I went and got certified as a health coach and I started my business and I've been doing that ever since no I love it and I I, I uh, saw I was on Instagram and you like popped up in my feed and then I was getting ready for your show and I was like I've seen her face she's in my Instagram feed and um no I love it I think it's so important to heal ourselves naturally and holistically instead of going and like popping all those pills it's it's really just masking, like it's not healing anything. It's just masking um, the true issues that are underlying within us, whatever that is, anxiety, um, acid reflex, bloating, things like that. And I feel that food is medicine. God created food 
to heal us and to give us nutrition and all those things. So how can we become like the CEOs of our body? What are some lifestyle habits, nutrition habits that we can do to like have more energy, feel more productive and increase our clarity and focus? Yeah. You said something really important there, Christina, that food is medicine. And that's really the um, baseline of everything that I do is, is helping women understand that. And um, yeah, diet is a huge component of, you know, helping you really take control of your body and to feel really good and have energy. I feel like there's this sort of um, idea that we get to a certain age and you just get used to being tired all the time, but that doesn't have to be the case. Uh, I'm have the most energy that I ever have in my entire life. So, and I know so many people that, that do, so there's definitely some things you can do. I think when it comes to diet, first and foremost, what I tell everyone is eat whole foods, not whole foods, the grocery store, <laughs> you, can, you can eat whole at whole foods, but I mean, real foods, foods that come from the ground. If it wasn't, if your grandma and grandpa didn't eat it, you know, uh, 80 to hundred years ago, if it wasn't available then, then don't eat it now is kind of what I say. So fruits and vegetables, like getting back to the basics, right? Lots of fruits and vegetables, high quality pastured meats, not stuff that's made in a, a big, you know, conventional farm, something that comes from cows or chickens that ate real grass and were out in the sun and in the dirt and the bugs and all that stuff wild caught fish it's caught from the ocean yeah. um, or sustainably farmed as well because i know there's a, a fish shortage um high quality fats you know i feel like butter has been demonized but like good quality butter from pastured cows um is much better than all these like processed seed oils um you yeah, know limiting our yeah. Like they just, they're so inflammatory. So kind of getting back to the basics and like, you know, so that that's probably the biggest one is just what I say, keeping it really simple because there's so many people out there, there's all these crazy diets and I'm not, I think there are definitely, you know, foods you can eat for certain um, health issues that you have, but a lot of times it's just really getting back to the basics. So that's the first thing. Diet is a big component, but we are um, there's other things we consume besides food that impact our health, right? So in terms of lifestyle, you know, being conscious of the um, things you consume on social media, the content you consume, um, being aware of how your job and your fulfillment in your career impacts your life is really important. Um, drinking enough water, making sure you're nurturing your spiritual health, whether that's through religion or meditation, prayer, whatever that looks like for you. So all those things are really just, you know, taking a holistic approach of looking at every area of your life and like, how, what am I feeding myself in this area of my life? Mm -hmm. And a tip to like eating whole. And one thing I've learned is like, stay on like the outside of the grocery store. Like don't go in the middle of the grocery store because the middle of the grocery store has like all the processed foods, the things that aren't natural, they're made in like the factories, but stay on like the outside of the foods. And then another thing you brought up, like, did you know that they basically take plastics and grind it down and feed it to the pigs? Yes. I mean, I, I, I was watching something about that. I mean, and I know that they give the pigs horrible food and inject them with hormones and antibiotics and kind of want to stay away from that stuff because when we eat their meat and they've been through so much trauma in that, like we're eating the trauma and like we absorb it. But like, I mean, it's just like a whole new level. Like we have an issue with plastics entering our body. They say that we eat 
probably um, a credit card size worth of plastic each month. Uh, Americans do, or I don't even know what happens in Europe and stuff, but I know for sure in America, we eat like a credit card size worth of plastic um, a month. And it's just, it's just crazy that what they do to our foods and how it, it totally affects us. And like, they're feeding freaking plastics to pigs. It's, yeah. it's insane to me. For sure. Yeah. And you said something really important. It's not just about what you eat, but it's about what you eat eats. <laughs> so, you know, for me, like when I, cause, and also people demonize meat, you know, and it's not really meat. That's the problem. It's the quality of the meat. I think most people can benefit from eating good, high quality meats, but it, they're just not readily available and they're very expensive. But, yeah. you know, again, going back to the basics, like I buy the majority of my meat, my eggs at the farmer's market. And I, a lot of the farmers I've actually reached out to them via email and, you know, said, Hey, can I come visit your farm and see like how you raise the animals, which sounds kind of sad, but for me, it was very important to make sure that I understood where, where the animals were living, how they were living, what they were being fed. And something else that you kind of alluded to is the energetics behind the food. Like if the animals are high stress all the time and they're living yeah. in that trauma, there is an energy in everything in the world that we touch and consume. And so if those animals are really stressed, um, you are consuming that and you're taking in that energy. So it's very important to be aware of that. And even the, um, you know, the monetary uh, distribution of putting your money and, you know, when we talk about financial health, like keeping your money in your local economy yeah. and purchasing your food from a local farmer and actually meeting them and knowing that like all that energy is just good energy. So being a really conscious consumer, both for yourself, your family, your community at large and the things that you're consuming. Yeah. Um, and I totally agree with that. You want to have the animals treated like humanely and, and I think not that I'm like super religious or anything like that, but I think there's something in the Bible about it. Like, you know, you want to like respect the animals and, uh, you know, have them live nice lives. And like, they are here for us to eat and to consume, but like, we've just taken it to a whole new level, um, of the slaughterhouses and things like that. And I remember, you know, driving on uh, highway five here uh, in California. Well, I'm in Vegas now, but in California, highway five, you could just smell the slaughterhouse. You know, mm -hmm. there's like this one part of the road. It just, you just know when you're there, cause it has this like smell to it on, in the air. Um, so, you know, we can do better as a society. And I think it's really a great reminder to be mindful of where you're buying from, who you're buying it from and how, you know, they treat all of their animals and stuff. And, you know, even like with um, like vegetables and stuff, like, are they spraying like pesticides all over it? Is Monsanto's hands all over you know, that farm, which most yeah. likely it is because Monsanto has the biggest contract on farms. And I think they kind of go after people that don't have a Monsanto contract. So it's, it's just yeah. a crazy world we live in. We can save that for another podcast for sure. There is so <laughs> much uh, to, to what you just said, but, you know, going back to what I said, I'm a huge fan of the farmer's market again, because you can go and, and meet the farmer and ask them how they raise their vegetable or how they raise, how they, um, you know, how they grow their produce. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, you know, to, to get that organic USDA organic label is very expensive. So there are a lot of farms that are 
you know, growing their produce organically, but don't necessarily have that USDA organic label because they don't have, maybe have the funds or the time or the energy to go get that label. So again, in, you know, getting your food from somebody, you can actually meet the person who picked it. A lot of times they picked it that morning uh, yeah. or the night before, you know, so it's, it's really great to be a conscious consumer. And of course we can't do it. You know, it, it would be great if I could say a hundred percent of the time, I only eat vegetables from my local farmer. That's not true. Sometimes I have to walk down to Kroger if I'm in a pinch, but even if you're doing it 60, 70, 80% of the time, even 50% of the time, that's a huge difference of just being a conscious consumer. So that's always what I tell people. And that can really impact your physical, spiritual, uh, even financial health. It's all good energy. Yeah, totally. So switching gears just a little bit, we're kind of talking about the libido. I'm telling you, I have a little low libido. What are some ways that we can boost it? Yes. Okay. So this is something I'm very passionate about. It's so crazy. As advanced as we are and as um, forward thinking and, and open, I feel like the world has become an open-minded. I still find a lot of women are, you know, feel a little uncomfortable talking about libido and sex drive and self-pleasure. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to talk about it all day. So that's great. <laughs> um, so yeah, there are so many things. The first I want to talk about what kills your libido, because that's important. So stress is the number one. Women that are stressed, your libido is going to be shot. So we have to learn how to manage our stress. That's the biggest thing. Um, your diet can impact your libido too. So eating you know, too much sugar, too many processed carbohydrates, um, not getting enough sleep, all those things are going to negatively impact your libido. The birth control pill and a lot of hormonal birth controls can negatively impact your libido as well, which is kind of ironic because usually you take birth control because you want to have more sex and then it makes you not want to. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of things that can impact. So obviously, first and foremost, you want to make sure you've eliminated all the things that could be Im impacting your libido negatively. If you still are noticing that you have a low libido, there's a lot of things you can do. There's certain foods that are actually, um, you know, aphrodisiac foods that will naturally increase libido, pomegranate seeds, pumpkin seeds, oysters. Um, a lot of people have heard about them before, even dark chocolate, a good quality dark chocolate that's at least 70% cacao. Those are all really great um, ways to boost the libido. Also hydration. I, this is one people don't think about a lot, but you know, if you think about in order to, um, you know, have a pleasurable sexual, sexual experience, the vagina has to self-lubricate. And if you're not hydrated, your body can't self-lubricate. So that's a really underrated one. A lot of people are like, oh, I've done all this and this, and we can't get to the bottom of it. And then I'm like, wait, how much water are you drinking? And they're like, uh, I had a, a 20 ounce water bottle today and I'm like, that's it, you know? So hydration, super important, getting a ton of sleep, finding ways to get relaxed. Um, I think a lot of, you know, if you're in a relationship, um, a lot of couples will go from working all day and being super stressed and then just want to have sex. And men can do that because they, that masculine energy can, then their bodies are just different with that testosterone. Yeah. But for women, you know, if you want to have an intimate experience alone or with a partner before you just rush into penetration, maybe take a little bit of time to just, you know, wind down and kind of un, un um, you know, let, let, leave the day behind you. Maybe do a quick meditation, some deep breathing, some deep belly breathing to kind of activate those. Yeah. Give her a little massage. Yeah. Like there's a lot of things you can do. Um, and the last thing is I'm a huge fan of Kegels because that strengthens the uh the vaginal muscles and it also can help with self-lubrication um you can uh get a, there are lots of like kegel balls for example there's pelvic floor exercises i just did a kegel as we we're talking and um <laughs> and you can also get a yoni egg do you know what a yoni egg is 
No, I haven't heard of that. Okay, I'm a huge fan of yoni eggs. Everyone listening, uh, listen up because these are great. So yeah, they're actually made. Um, it's an egg shaped uh, device or you know product, and usually made of a uh, non porous crystal like jade, maybe rose quartz. And you can actually insert it in the vagina um, and do different like Kegel exercises with it. And the weight of it actually helps to strengthen your um, vaginal muscles. And it leads to better libido, better uh, self-lubrication and more intense orgasms. Perfect. You're going to have to send me a link so I can put it down below so people can click on that. (laughs) It always is better if something's inserted to help. Yes. (laughs) Hey friends, I hope you are enjoying this week's episode of Not Your Mama's Podcast. This podcast would not be possible if it wasn't for the support of you, my wonderful community. To support your mama's podcast, please click the support link right down below and you can donate just as little as 99 cents. Also, follow me in the Shop Like to Know It app where you can follow me with all my exclusive content all the way from baby products I love, fashion and style and everything in between. Now let's get back to the episode. So I know um, there's so many like hormonal imbalances in women, sometimes, especially after having kids or whatever the factors are. So how can we balance female hormones through diet? Absolutely. The Okay, so going back to what we talked about earlier, um, well, actually, let me just, let me backtrack a little bit. So There are so many hormones in the female body, but I'm going to focus on the main reproductive hormones just for the sake of this to keep it as simple as possible. So the two main hormones um, that impact our reproductive health are estrogen and progesterone. Estrogen is responsible for the first half of the menstrual cycle from day one when you bleed all the way up until you ovulate. Once you ovulate, your body starts, um, if you haven't uh, released an egg, your body will start, I'm sorry, if you haven't fertilized the egg, then your body will start to release progesterone to prepare to shed that uterine lining for that month. Um, one of the main hormonal imbalances a lot of women are experiencing is estrogen dominance, where they have too much estrogen and not enough progesterone. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of reasons for this, but some of the main reasons that happens are stress. Stress is a huge one because when you're stressed, your, your stress hormone cortisol increases and cortisol just eats away at that progesterone. So then you have an imbalance. You have too much estrogen. Um, another thing are another huge factor is environmental toxins. So going back to what we talked about earlier, we are all the plastics that we're, um, consuming the plastics, the chemicals and plastics are estrogenic in nature. So they mimic estrogen in the body. So we end up having too much estrogen, um, glyphosate, all these things, you know, that are being sprayed on our, our food these days, all the antibiotics and hormones in our food, all estrogenic in nature. So a lot of women are having estrogen dominance. Um, in their cycle. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of things that you can do, but to boil it down, really, um, I'd say there's probably three key things. So the first one is going back to what I said earlier, whole foods, fruits and vegetables, meats and um, eggs that haven't been fed a bunch of antibiotics, wild caught fish, good quality fats, like coconut oil, you know, pasture raised butter, all those things. And then the second thing is limiting your environmental toxins and detoxifying your body. So, you know, switch to glass, everything, get rid of the plastic containers, get rid of the plastic food storage as much as you can um, and switch to glass, 
Also helping your body to detox. So, you know, getting a good sweat pretty much every day because that's your body's main detoxification. Mm -hmm. Um, And the third one is actually increasing your fiber intake. So getting um, enough fiber because your body gets rid of excess estrogen through your liver and then removes it through the bowels. So you need to be having a bowel movement at least once a day. Cause if you're not, then all that estrogen is just research and all the other toxins in your body are just recirculating. So making sure you're having at least one bowel movement a day, and you can do that through uh, increasing your fiber intake gradually. Oh, that's good to know. I didn't realize that, you know, fiber and more pooping movements can really help with, with that. Yes. Um, <laughs> um, so I should be pretty good. Cause I poop a lot. Um, I just love it (laughs) anyway. So, um, Haley, I love all of this information. It is so fruitful and I hope the audience, and I'm sure they are, are getting like a ton of ideas of like things that they can do to increase their daily habits for their life and becoming the CEO of their body and taking charge of their health. Um, so I have four questions that I ask all my first time guests and, Um, My first question to you is who and what inspires you? Yeah, um, I don't, I don't want to sound at at the risk of sounding a little bit like narcissistic. I honestly, I inspire myself. Like, I feel like so, so bad, but I like, I, I'm such a big believer in being your own cheerleader. And like, I write myself little love notes every day. And I'm like, I don't need anybody else. I don't need anybody else. And I, I look in the mirror and I'm like, you've got this sister, you know? And I, I feel like we all need to like inspire ourselves because sometimes we're looking externally for validation or inspiration. But like, I'm like, I'm going to give myself what I need instead of looking for it elsewhere. So yeah, at the risk of sounding a little bit, uh, maybe not narcissistic, egotistical is a better one, I'm, which I'm not, but I do believe in like being your own cheerleader and inspiring yourself. And then what inspires me is just all of the incredible women as well in my community that I get to connect with. And like, I believe that they are a mirror and they mirror back to me things that I get to learn about myself and vice versa. And it's just a really beautiful connection. No, I love that. And it's so true. Like if you want, if you know, you've got big dreams and big goals, like the only person that's going to get you there is yourself. And if you're not giving yourself the credit and the praise and like acting like your own best friend, like you're not going to get there because your mental state and the energy that you're giving off is, you know, not matching what you really want. So, um, I love that because people need to be reminded it's okay to like cheer yourself on and it's okay to give yourself love and praise yourself and look in the mirror and be like, you're a bad bitch, you know, you got this. And because the journeys that we go through sometimes, Um, I was just talking to someone else. It's like, they're a marathon. They're not sprints. And so you're going to have fails and you're going to have times of, you know, thinking that like, is this really for me? But you just got to keep going. And the only way to keep going is to pat yourself on the back, slap yourself on the butt and be like, you got this girl, keep going. You have to. And you know, this entrepreneurship is lonely. Like you have to celebrate the small wins and you have to be like, I don't have a boss to look at me and be like, Haley, like you're doing great, whatever, or something like I have to do that for myself. And so like, I always, and that's what I tell everyone. I'm like, don't look to others to validate your experience or to do anything. Like you have to do that for yourself and meet your own needs. Well, and one thing I've learned is like blogging is a full-time job, Mm -hmm. like content creating. Like I fall behind because like, you know, I'm, 
I really just started focusing on the podcast because it's what I can handle. I can't do all of it being a full-time mom and only having like limited childcare and stuff like that. So, I mean, you got to make time for it. And it really is a full-time job. Like these people that are out there, like putting content out all the time, they're working around the clock sometimes. Yeah. I feel like it's mm-hmm. a lot of work. So I, I totally feel you. And I think it's underappreciated because people don't notice how much work goes into it. For sure. They, yeah, they really don't. So yeah, anyone out there consuming free content from anyone, like be grateful. <laughs> you don't realize how much, how much time and energy goes into this. Exactly. Um, so my second question to you is what is something you wished you knew when you were younger? I wish I knew that nobody really cares what you're doing because they're too concerned with themselves. Like I spent a lot of time worried about what everybody else thought about what I was doing. And anytime I made a small mistake, I was like, oh my gosh, everyone thinks this or that, or, you know, worried or like anytime something in my life wasn't perfect. I was so worried about what other people thought about me and, and my life. And what I've come to learn is that nobody gives uh, whatever about what you're doing. Cause they're too worried about themselves. People might share an opinion or say something and they're going to be thinking about you for about half a second. And then they're going to go back to thinking about themselves. Mm-hmm. So like, just do what, do what makes you happy and like live your life and pursue the things you want to do and fail and all that because no one actually cares. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's like, it doesn't affect them in any way, you know? And it's like, you're going to like miss out on the opportunity of living your best self because you're focused on other people who can give two shits about what you're doing. And if they care about what, what you're doing, then that's obviously their own issues that they have to deal with and it shouldn't affect you, you know? Exactly. Well, and also if they, when people share an opinion about something, that's just them projecting their own experience onto you. So it really has nothing to do with you. It's just them and whatever's going on in their world. So I wish I had known that because I would have put myself out there a lot more when I was younger, if I had really understood this concept. Oh, 100%. Like I just started this podcast. I've always wanted to have a podcast and like interview people and put myself out there to the world, but I didn't because of my own fears or what other people would think, yada, 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 the list can go on. And I'm like, you know what? Like, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to be that brave girl and I'm just going to put myself out there and who cares if I make a mistake? At least I'm doing it and I'm pushing through all of I'm growing in the process, basically. Yes, you know? that's all that so, matters. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, okay, and then my third question to you is, what's the essential part of your daily routine? Meditation. Uh, every morning before I look at my phone and before I open myself up to the world, to my email, to everybody else, I focus on me. Um, and I give myself at least 10 minutes, ideally 30 minutes, but at least 10 minutes of, and that could, I have a little Zen corner in my bedroom and sometimes I'll play a little bit of music, um, like some sound bowls or something, but I will breathe and I just get really centered. I might do a little journaling, like whatever I have time for and whatever. Sometimes if I feel like I need to express something, it'll be a journal exercise. If I just need to sit in silence and let, you know, God, the universe, whatever you believe in, talk to me, then I'll do that. But I give myself that time and I fill my cup up before I start pouring it out for others. Perfect. Love that. And then my fourth question to you is the best advice you've ever received. Don't take yourself too seriously. Life is too short. Like whatever, what I always ask myself now is like, and actually it was, it was my life coach 
that I work with who said this to me. She was like, don't take yourself too seriously and everything you're doing, ask yourself, how can I make this more fun? Yeah. And that's how, what I live by now is like, okay, this doesn't feel fun. How can I make this fun? Make everything a game. Like life is short. Yeah, no, I love that. I had on my um, mirror, like, how can I have fun today? Because yes. I totally feel you. Like, I just want to have fun. And sometimes I do get caught up in like the day-to-day routines and get kind of stressed out and like, oh, when am I going to have time for myself? But it's like, just have fun. And it's always a great reminder. And, you know, as long as you can recognize it, then I think that you are in the right step, you know? Yes, I know. We got to get back to that. Just make it fun, make it light. Like we are just little kids in adult bodies, right? So totally. I know, right? Oh my God. Um, okay, Haley. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Do you have any last words before we say bye? No, that's it. Thank you so much for for creating this platform and for having me. I'm I'm really grateful. Yeah, no, thank you so much. I'm so honored. And if you guys want to get in touch with Haley, I have all of her information and links down below in the show notes. Don't be shy. Go say hi. And thank you guys so much for listening in on another episode of Not Your Mama's Podcast. And I will see you in the next one. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Not Your Mama's Podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. We really appreciate it, and we'll see you in the next one.